You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. September 23rd, 2023, this is episode 353 of the PHP Ugly Podcast, a podcast that focuses on PHP, programming with PHP, and the PHP community. Podcasting made a little extra special thanks to a few sponsors, HoneyBadger.io, PHP Storm, and PHP Architect, as well as some wonderful supporters on Patreon. And we're going to talk about all of them a little later in the show. For now, we're going to kick things off with my co-host. Oh, I'm Eric, by the way. Hello. Happy to meet you. And with me is John Congdon. You're trying so hard to be so calm in the opening. Time right out. Oh, I was calm till... So Discord, Tom? To Discord? Till Discord Discord decided to just drop a dump on me. What Discord is that, Tom? Discord.phpugly.com. It's a free invite. You're welcome to join us. If you are a patron on Patreon, you get access to The Herd. The Herd. Special channel for insiders only. We had a lot of fun in Discord this week, this past week. But uh, you can also participate in the show live. Uh, if you're watching the show, you can kind of see the Discord post coming in on the uh, left-hand side or right-hand side? Right-hand side of, of your screen, I assume. It's the same as ours. I don't honestly know. But um, and you can you can suggest titles. You'll see people in there suggesting titles, and they hang out all week long. And like I said, there's a lot of insider stuff that goes on in Discord throughout the week. Yeah. Did, so, did you just put your hand up to figure out your left from your right? Well, I, I, I was seeing. So this this is this is my right, but my my image is you know like, but but this is on my right. So like, okay, this is my right, but but it's over here. But wait, how's it over here? If this is my right, you know how I'm all messed up, man. I'm all messed up. By default, video social media has the image mirrored, so that people who aren't dyslexic can manage it and eric as a dyslexic is so used to that that he got double dyslexic (laughs) and forgot which hand was the left hand (laughs) no i know this is this is the right hand i know this you gotta be careful like you gotta be careful how how you put that up this is my right hand this is what was messing with me because because the thing never mind Never mind. Oh. Tom, what, what, what's uh, what's Discord d- done to upset you? You literally know just, I can't say. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I guess if you were in Discord, you could probably figure it out. But Still we will move on. We will move on. <laughs> Are you asking for that to be removed? <laughs> no. I mean, it, it, I have to remove it. It could have been. Comment. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll leave it. <laughs> your kid has a point we need to take an improv class four hours of compliance training today why four hours why why get it make it better 
What, Tom? <laughs> We're trying to have a conversation. Did you want to say something? I did four hours of compliance training today. And compliance the f- with what? First, the first thing that Oscar drops in, a, in what, two months? <laughs> it's like, yeah, he, he's like not even in there. And then he just flies in and just like bonk. Drops in, personal attacks, pieces out. <laughs> yeah, I think he's already gone to bed. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Are we sure he's not the Tron Gate guy? Oh my God, you said the words. Why did you say the words? You knew it was going to happen this week. You know, that... all sorts of little Google alerts are oh, going off right oh now. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Are we this talking week... about this? Of course we are. I am going to tell you what you you, you did. You went on live stream for two hours for crying out loud. Two hours. No, I didn't. It wasn't a live stream. It was a live stream. It was not a live stream. Two hours, 45 minutes. That wasn't a live stream? I cut, dude, I I edited that video down. <laughs> That's you don't I'm not proud how long I, I stayed and watched that video. I mean, it's just not something I was talking about. You spent that amount of time. Okay, we gotta go one person at a time here. And it's me because I'm the host. <laughs> We have had an on and off relationship with David Connolly, and it recently when when was on when you when you tried to John tried to talk directly with him. It was was true declined honorably declined. He he offered to come to 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 stream live with the guy and everything. I I got to hand it to him. That was an honorable, outstanding move. However, there was a recent post. By the guy who does the Tron Gate framework. If you don't know about it, good on you. Uh, and <laughs> we could not figure out if he was talking about us or somebody else. Because apparently the guy gets roasted so regularly online that it could be anybody. Right. I and, think in this case it was somebody else. It was it somebody was. else. Yeah. yeah. But it kept like he kept saying little things that just made me go, but is it? <laughs> it's like I'm I'm so, pretty sure that's word for word what I said. So Yeah. To and, and to be fair, I I've never watched the guy. I haven't watched the guy since uh you know, leading up to my little reaction video. But like everybody was talking about it in Discord, and I'm like, all right, you know, maybe I need to give this guy a watch and like see, you know, like really kind of understand his position. The the other side note here is that we've all been watching way too much of the pr- the Primogen, the Primogen reacts videos. So, yeah, and so sure. I think we we all got in that same headspace where we we're like, oh, I could be programmer famous. It's no, no, so so content in my defense. I initially was only going to post it in Discord, but like you said, the video itself was over two hours long. I'm like, yeah, I can't upload that to Discord. So I posted it unlisted in on YouTube. So it's not listed on YouTube. So you you can't this with like an on desktop recording tool? You have yeah, I use re- I use Restream. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I use Restream. Uh and, and I posted the link, not even to our main Discord channel. So if you don't know what channel to go to, you, you're going you're, you're gonna to be hard-pressed, I think, to find it because a lot of conversations have happened since then. It wasn't to the Herd channel, which I also thought about doing, but 
didn't think that would be fair. I'll I think to the other channels. <laughs> I think it only has like like fifteen watches, so I it clearly you know didn't leak out or anything. I don't care if it does at this point. I'm not. Well, it's really long, and when a video is that length, that's they, it. They count watches by like halfway through or something like that. I mean, I did not finish your reaction video. I got two hours into it though. Like wow. solid two hours and 15 minutes into it because I didn't want to watch his video because it was boring yeah. without someone pausing it every 10 seconds and going, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, it was, it's kind of concerning to watch. The, the only thing I didn't add to the video that was a, a thought I had hind, you know, hindsight was his constant mentioning of how challenging it was for him to find work. And he kind of built up this... That's because he's terrible. <laughs> he, kind of, he kind of built up this conspiracy no. of, no, oh, it's all, this, it's all this negative press, so when people go to look me up, they see this negative press. And then I thought about it. I'm like, you know, if you came to me looking for a PHP job and basically slammed all the current practices patterns composer and said all that was shit and yours was better i would not hire you either <laughs> i mean it was just like you you don't you like you're finding a hard time get, getting a job but these are all your positions on the current i i can I you're anti when you're anti best practices of the current community I can boil it down for that, though. See, he hmm. he comes out and says in his YouTube videos, which if you look up his name, are the, the first thing to show up after dead sports stars. His he's got a video about Laravel stealing from him. Oh, does Laravel, he? Yeah, Laravel, an open source project, stealing from his open source project, and he's got a, an hour long rant about it, and it's unhinged and. All of the videos he does are somewhat unhinged. And at some yeah. point he goes into how uh, Symphony is a woke company and that's what's guiding it down the wrong path. And that's where it gets really like sad. Yeah. So if, you, if you dig into his Twitter stuff, he has this whole conspiracy theory that, that Symphony is woke. And the proof for that is that the last Symphony conference was at Disney World. Oh, was it? So, like, they had a they had a symphony, or maybe it was a company retreat or something. But like, he has this huge thing about, hey, you don't think they're woke? They went to Disney World, and like drops the mic, and I'm like, no, pick the mic back up. You're not done. You have you have not made a position clear. The happiest place on earth, understandable. I would like a company to take me to the happiest place on earth. That would be fun. Uh, Except what, you want to go, but the woke no. I've I don't know Disney World. I might go. Their their resorts are pretty amazing. Yeah. Anyways, it, it's it, he he's got these dog whistles in his stuff where you start going like oh that that keeps coming up too much. <laughs> yeah. Like they are stealing our jobs. I'm like, you're in you're in Scotland. You're in like a small part of Scotland. 
He's right outside Glasgow. Yeah, they're not stealing your jobs. You're presenting yourself very poorly for any modern company. Yeah. <laughs> like if if you if you've been listening to us this long and you don't know the history, uh, let me just give you a, a brief synopsis of what happened in our past. Tom, again, leading up to it, I don't think myself or John it ever crossed our radar. Tom, we're blaming Tom. It's all Tom's fault because I don't think that was clear the first time. The uh, <laughs> the um, it really was actually. I'll take he it. Ha- he had a he had a Trello card about this Trongi and proceeded to talk about what he got out of it, like what he saw and you know his thoughts and opinions of it. I thought they were reasonable. You know, he he was like, oh yeah, there's some red flags here. We uh, he mostly, doesn't like he doesn't like composer. Mostly hmm? not my opinions. Mostly opinions on Reddit that I was just reading aloud and saying this is a good reflection on the community or not. But the thing is, is so much of what he says throws up these red flags. And right. the thing about red flags is, you really wish you had something that could catch these red flags. He he wasn't watching chat. Thanks to our friends at HoneyBadger.io for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring, like web development, can be complicated. There are tons of tools and techniques, but you just want to know that your app is up and that your customers are happy. When your customers encounter a problem, you need clear, actionable intelligence, not walls of charts and reams of logs to tail. That's why they built HoneyBadger, the monitoring tool we always wanted. A tool that's there when you need it and gets out of your way when you don't so that you can keep shipping code, know when critical errors occur, and which customers are affected. Respond instantly when your systems go down. Improve the health of your systems over time and fix problems before your customers can report them. HoneyBadger is the application health monitoring tool built for you, the developer who cares about a quality product and happy customers. Be the hero of your team and sign up for a free trial and start monitoring today at HoneyBadger.io. Setup takes as little as five minutes. See what you've been missing and fix it. Once again, that's www.honeybadger.io. Thank you, Honey Badger. I really got to re-record that because I cannot say code in that thing. Every time it kills me. So anyways, to kind kind of finish wrapping this up, because I I was hoping to get there before the sponsor, but somebody kept saying the key word and we had doing his job. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. So, you know, Tom talked about it and that was it. Like, I didn't think anything about it. And he made this reaction video to us that was just all sorts of evil. Threatening to he, sue he us. Made this huge blog post about his plans to sue us. And I'm like, whatever. It was, I, it was the first thing you saw if you went on the Tron Gate website for a while was a video. Oh, of that's us right. Criticizing Tron Gate. I forgot about that. <laughs> so I lied to you guys, though. I said I had, hadn't like thought of him or talked about him since. That's not completely true. And I don't Still know if I told is. you, John. No, I don't know if I told John about yeah. this. Somebody let me know. I guess he he discovered that uh, we took over operations of PHP Architect and that we were holding uh, PHP Tech Conference. And he flat out said, 
I hope it's a failure. They don't deserve oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, you kind of remember saying that. Yeah. Okay. All right. That. All right. I, I wasn't sure if we had talked about it. So this guy doesn't like us. Clearly, he knows us pretty well. So I can understand his position. <laughs> but at, at tech, <laughs> at tech, oh, I, I'm sorry, technically after tech, I'm editing the videos and one of the speakers brings up Trongate. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me here. Like, I've never heard that name whispered in public forums before. So I didn't know what to think about it. The person didn't have a lot of positive things to say about it. John, do you know who I'm talking about as far as a presenter go? I do not. Okay. I'll fill you in later. Only because... Only because... The rant that the Trongate guy was talking about, the other podcast he was talking about, I went and checked it out, and it was that presenter. It was like, oh, wait, what? (laughs) Skip this. So I get really big in the podcast world. provides a lot of material. All right. I want to go back to Honey honey Badger. Let's go back to to Honey Badger. to, To a point. Sort of go back to Honey Badger. Thank okay. you, Honey Badger. Thank you, Honey Badger. Do you know when Honey Badger will not help you? When you use a freaking library that hides the error message. Oh, what, sp- with, with at symbols? No, not with at symbols, but I spent a good hour today with somebody that uh, we generate a, an authentication token from a third-party service. And it's working flawlessly in production. It works flawlessly on my machine. And every time she went to the development website, her local dev instance immediately got a 400 error. I'm like, what in the world is going on? I'm, it's what, unauthorized? No. No, 401 is unauthorized. It's just a 400 error, just an un, like an invalid request. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I know I can easily try catch around where we generate the token, but all that's going to do is hide it even further. All I was going to say is we don't have a token, right? But that's not going to help. And I'm like, what in the world's causing this? So I'm checking her ENV file for for security tokens. I'm like trying to dive into this. I'm like, all right, we're going to go nuclear here. We're going into the vendor code. So I had to go to the file that was causing the issue. Print R, exit, done. Her time in her Docker container was off by 63 seconds. And that was messing with uh, the token. Yeah. What's that? <clears throat> can't do that. I know, but but the error message was hidden. It would I it's like, no, send that back. Send the information that, that's causing it. Don't wrap the exception and then just throw a generic server exception is basically what it did. It was driving me nuts. And then I'm like, all right, what's the Docker command? There's gotta be something like how do I install NTP date? No, her host system didn't have automatic date time on. It's like, check this <laughs> box, and we're good to go. What is? Because it's funny because when when you said that, like, wait a minute, I thought I thought the Docker container got it from the host system, but now you. Know. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say all my all my two FA stuff has been like the next password and the previous two. So that's yeah, it's, it's always like that. Yeah, two FA like works like that. But this isn't to a fade. This is 
you send a signed request to generate a a bearer token basically but that signing was off by 63 seconds like the the token didn't match it's like issued to that's so it it, it was just super strict but i so yeah not, not to play devil's it. advocate here john but are are you implying that if she was in a different time zone it would also be blowing up no it it was still utc like Oh, okay. It was converting to UTC fine. It was just off by that 63 seconds. Syncing to one of my servers. Yeah, yeah, basically. That's what I had her do, and then it got, like, (laughs) further off. (laughs) And all these pop-ups started happening. We can't really track that down. Speaking of pop-ups, Tom, you might be happy to know that I'm giving Rambox a try. And uh, you you want you want to make sure you have safe search on when you're looking for Rambox. And just just good practice to have well, safe search most, on. Most search results are based off of your search history, so okay, <laughs> that's good to know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just just yeah. Not. I'm trying Rambox. I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence about it. there. There are a couple things I like. A couple things. A couple things. Don't. So those that don't know, including me, remind us what Rambox is. So Rambox is one of these all all catching like every every web based app you can kind of put in this one application, and then just instead oh, of having you tell me tried this before. Yeah, yeah. We I I've tried a few versions of it. I, I was on yeah. I I was doing an open source version for a long time on my Pop OS machine, but. I ran into an issue that I was hoping Rambox would address because it had extensions, but it didn't. So you know what I started doing, John? What is that? I don't know if you'd like this or not. I started using Toggle again because mm-hmm. I was just losing my days. And I'm like, what am I working? Like, why can't I get stuff done? What did I work on today? And we'd get we'd come and do this podcast. And like I'm trying to remember what I did during my week. I'm like, I don't know what I worked on, honestly. I just, I don't remember. And it, I, I was serious. Like, I was, I am so working on so many different things that I can't keep track of what's <clears throat> chewing up my time. So I started using Toggle again. I really want to get back into trying the Pomodoro technique because I, I, I find the same thing. Like, isn't that just standard? I, no, well, it's work, it's trying to work in a focused time box and then taking mm. taking breaks like 25 minutes on take a five or ten minute break to get up uh-huh. i i find that i've got so many things i'm trying to juggle that i i'm throwing the balls in every direction versus juggling mm. them well it's mm-hmm. i'm not getting any one thing done and i, I well. will say that i think that's one of the ways toggles helping me because i'm i'm a little stubborn where I, oh, I slow down. I uh, have a tendency to work on multiple things at the same time, and they can be completely different clients. But with Toggle, it doesn't let you track time that way. You can only track one thing at a time. So I found myself saying, okay, I'm tracking this thing now. Let me, I got to focus on this before I start doing this other thing because I, I want to track that time too. So I feel like it's been helping me out a little bit there. 
And it has helped me like go back and look when the day's over, I go back and look at my day. I'm like, all right, I see what, yeah, I see where I was spending my time today. So I, I a hundred percent appreciate that. Uh, Tom, how was your week? I've been working on testing a thing. (laughs) uh, You have to wait 15 minutes for it to start and then 10 minutes for the event to fire and then 50 minutes for the event to conclude. So all I've been doing is multitasking and it is killing me where like I've got an, I've got an event timer that I'm watching where I'm like, what, watch it, watch for it to end, watch for it to end, make sure it ends on time, make sure the JavaScript executes, closes the session out, things work perfectly. And then I'm on another thing and I look back and it's like, you're three hours late responding to this. And I'm like, oh my God, how did I get, how did I get so sidetracked? And it's easy. Like I missed, I miss meetings because I'm just heads down watching a clock right now. Yeah, and I almost missed a meeting this week. I, to the to the extent that I I have my Amazon device like hooked up to my work calendar now, so that it it says audibly, "You have a meeting right now. Go to your meeting," because like when I'm head down, I've got my ambient audio, YouTube, whatever. And then I've got this clock that I'm watching, but I'm also running queries to figure out what's going on over here. And I'm just, I'm pushing my multitasking too far. Yeah. I'm starting to think multitasking is, is just a figment of my imagination. I don't think there, there really is multitasking. There's just not, there's just a, a not getting things done on a lot of things at once tasking, but <laughs> I'm not sure there's actually <clears throat> multitasking. Yeah. We we had a call this week and I'm texting Eric like, where are you at? <laughs> I can't do this without you. Oh, and, and like NorCal kid just said, uh, they were 20 minutes late to a staff meeting because they were making lunch. Like, absolutely. I have missed stuff because my dog is barking and wants his food. And then there's my cats meowing and they want their food. And then I don't, I forget to have lunch until five o'clock at night. Like it's, we're not, meant for multitasking and unfortunately the people i I work with are good at that like i i have a person who i'm working with on a on a big issue and i just it takes me three hours to get back to her and i say i'm sorry i'm like on three other things and she's (laughs) totally understanding of that which is is really great to have as a co-worker someone who understands that yeah you're being pulled in 10 directions sometimes Yeah, I love I love Buttery's <laughs> Buttery's comment here. Context context switching is one of the most difficult things for our monkey brains, and that's completely completely true. I mean, they've they've done a study that said something like fifteen minutes to switch contexts. Like if you're working on something and you're focused, and you get distracted, it's fifteen minutes until you're back on track again. <clears throat> Just the slightest. Well, that that was that was actually the argument I used with one of, one of our clients to get our developers out of meetings, because they they would constantly have these yeah. meetings that they wanted all the developers at. I'm like, you understand? A, the time they're in these meetings, they're not coding, and B, their ramp down, ramp up time only adds to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and we all I'll have. I mean, my my ticket estimation is based off this too. I'll have a ticket that's 0.25, whatever that means for your 
it's that to me that's a text change. That's fine. I can do that in one sitting. You go down to a quarter of a point. Yeah. Wow. It's like a, I actually don't know this pointing system point is all about. It's like a week. What? So like, if if it was point one points, that's a change in a sentence on a static page. Point two five is like a small amount of JavaScript, or like we know there are ten places this verbiage gets used. Change it in all ten places. But when I get past that, I start counting that that distraction time. I start saying like, yeah, if this is a two point ticket, it's 2.5 because I'm going to be working on other things. I'm going to get pulled away. I'm not going to be able to focus the way I want to focus. And then when I do focus the way I want to focus, I miss meetings. And that, that task switching is, is something that I cannot, I cannot find a solution for. Yep. I've killed the podcast. You absolutely did. I, w- I was. I'm working on a project right now. <laughs> Good. What you say? So you know, it helps you. You know, it helps you with your focus. What helps you with focus? A good IDE. Hello, listener. This is Eric, the host of PHP Ugly, and it's really me, not some AI-generated voice, because I care about you, the listener, and think you deserve a real read of one of our sponsors. And that's what this is. Here at PHP Ugly, we are genuinely excited and happy to have JetBrains PHP Storm as a sponsor. We all use PHP Storm every day, and it makes development easier and fun. PHP Storm is a cutting-edge IDE tailored for PHP and web developers. Whether you're a professional PHP developer or a hobbyist working on personal side projects, there's never been a better time to check it out, or maybe to check it out again with a slick, clean new UI, blazing fast speed enhancements, and a richer toolkit that's transforming the way you code. Code like a professional. Visit JetBrains today at jetbrains.com forward slash PHP Storm and kick off your 30 day free trial to start coding smarter not harder now back to the show thanks Thank PHP, you, storm. php storm i also moved over in our discord and it'll be in our show notes if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast we stumbled upon a playlist from jet brains for php the power of php and the uh, a woods in our discord found the youtube versions I, there's a spotify link and a youtube link in there and i've actually been listening to it a lot so yeah cool. um i was starting to say that i've been using php storm to, to damn it uh, <laughs> bring in um i'm moving a microservice into the monolith because the microservice is on a really old os on an old version of php and not maintained at all so I'm spending all this time, you know, almost not copy and pasting, but trying to bring that logic over, realizing that there's logic in there that doesn't make sense anymore. So I was, I got the okay to, you know, kill that feature because we were using a field as something else. Like the field was named connect to, but we were using it as some sort of waiting algorithm thing. And it was like, I don't think we do this anymore, and it's very confusing. <laughs> Let me drop this. And they were fine with that. But I spend all this time bringing this logic over, and I get some testing around it. Things are going great. And I happen to ask a simple question, and they're like, oh, yeah, don't forget about this 
this, this, and that. I'm like, that's not in the code. I'm looking at the code that I pulled from the repo. And he's like, oh yeah, by the way, I had to do that in production because I can't push from production to GitHub because the operating system is too old. (laughs) (laughs) So I spent all this time and then I go and I'm like, oh crap, there's like things that have changed. So now I'm looking at it again. Finally, I get all those pieces pulled over. I'm like, okay, put it out to CI and QA to have them test. And it's still broken. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, I can't even read the code because I coded it completely wrong anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, this is called numbers. It must be the user's numbers. No, 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 no. It's not the user's numbers. That's the numbers they can dial into for something else. Well, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> Name your variables, people. Come on. Yeah, so uh, it, it's been a fun week. I think that's finally a done project. I'm happy to have that off my plate. I had a great PHP storm win the other day where I was, again, task switching to an old ticket, and I pulled the branch up, and PHP storm was like, Oh, the files you're looking at aren't relevant to this ticket. Let me pull up the files that that what this ticket? Yeah, you're full of shit. I'm not. I'm not. It does it sometimes. I there's a way of getting it to do it on a regular basis. It does it based mm-hmm. on the branch you're on. Well, it sometimes does and sometimes doesn't. But like no. pulling up a branch where I edited three files, it does really well with where it just it closes all the tabs I had open and opens up the three files that have been edited in this branch since develop. And if you rebase, it kind of loses track of what it was doing because rebasing is like, yeah, 800 files changed. But if you're not rebasing, it just says, yeah, you were doing this. Let's put you back there. It's usually what you had open last time you switched branches. I It's, it's inconsistent. It- <clears throat> You're, are you bra- are you branching outside of PHP Storm? That there's difference. What? 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 So I'm confused. I've, I've I said from the start when I switched over to PHP Storm that I had to opening to move on. You let it go. No, I'm, with how PHP Storm handles Git, but PHP Storm has said that Git is one of their big focuses on the next release. I'm highly anticipating that. I forget. Are oh, you using oh. Are you using Jira? I am Jira Bitbucket, which did a big announcement right. today, but that's a different story. All right. All right. Let me stay on PHP Storm. Are you using the tasks piece of PHP Storm? I am not. What's I started I started using that. It's really cool. So you connect it up to your, your Jira. I think it has other... Um, you can connect it to other ticketing systems as well. Yeah. But basically, you can click on there and say, I want to open a task. It will reach out and say, okay, what tasks are assigned to you and give you a list and you choose that, it'll help you create the branch and then kind of track that piece for you. And then you just kind of switch. But it also creates a brand new change set for you because I don't know if you know in your commit log, there's different change sets. So you can move things around. You can shelve things easily. Um, But yeah, the tasks piece has been pretty helpful. Yeah, I, I, I had it for a while. We went through a lot of changes with our uh, IDE, like embedded IDE rules. Uh, one of the things PHP Storm lets you do is set a project scope for your rules. 
uh, and we had to get rid of that because it turns out that extensions can write to sort of random parts of the project scope. Hmm. So we we had a we have a, a uh, an extension that does sonar cloud analysis, and it decided after an upgrade that it just we weren't saving things here anymore. We were saving them here, and it created a massive problem for all developers. So we, we ended up taking the project scope out of things, but uh, yeah, no, that's there. There is a task system. It works great with uh, GitHub PRs, GitHub issues, Bitbucket uh, and Jira pipelines and stuff like that. I just haven't there. fixed it, it yet. So Eric, it does work with Redmine. I don't know if that's technically the same as plan IO. Uh, but it also works with, I mean, there's a whole list of task servers, Utrack, Jira, Lighthouse, Pivotal Tracker, GitHub, Bugzilla, GitLab. I mean, there's a Trello. If it, if it works with GitHub, I guess that would, that would be a good place for it to start. We have a couple on that, of, on that, on that one. Uh, you could try it on the, the new project we're working on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. That's interesting. I have to try, and that's just, that's just the base install. There's no uh, there's yeah, no extension so, or anything. Yeah, when you go into your settings, just look for task servers. Gotcha. It's under under right. tools, tasks, servers. I'll have to do that. I will. I will make that a thing this week. What well, what's that face for, Tom? I just saw the dumbest thing. It's just your reflection. Calm down. Always, <laughs> always looks like that. <laughs> that was good. You, know, you, got, you got me. You got me thinking, and I was like, I had the weirdest issue with with Tinkerwell today, uh, and Tinkerwell connects to your Docker container. And are, do you things. use? Are you using Tinkerwell through PHP Store? No, I'm using Tinkerwell as a standalone. Okay. Yeah, I, I can. I can never get the PHP Store extension to work i'm not sure what it's supposed to do but it doesn't work for me no, i just pulled up my id and there's a big red square that says hey uh you've been watching tinkerwell do nothing for a long time do you still want to debug this session and i'm like i didn't want to debug it in the first place that's <laughs> timing out doing nothing because, like wait i, I have hate, a break point <laughs> i hate when that happens <laughs> Why isn't this loading anymore? I love that I break. I love the fact that most of the time when I hit a breakpoint, the IDE pops up over the browser, but just sometimes it doesn't. And I'm like sitting there watching a page just time out over and over again. I'm like, boy, this thing's running slow. (laughs) I think we have a bigger problem here. Yeah. <laughs> our, our database replication must be real off because this is just sitting here. Uh, I hate that. Well, listen, I don't talk a lot about other conferences because I'm greedy and I only want people to think about PHP tech. But, John, I shared with you, I think we're doing tech wrong. First, I went to Lyricon US and there was no swag bag. There's no swag. They didn't give you anything, not even a t shirt. I'm like, well, wait a minute. That was a lot of money we spent on those things. But then I'm Please hearing all this. You. Please tell me it was just you that didn't get swag. It, it very well might have been, to be honest with you. I haven't, I haven't asked around. <laughs> but uh, then 
I'm hearing all this kerfuffle in our Discord. Again, the PHP Ugly Discord, discord.phpugly.com. Great conversations in there about Laracon EU. And like they're pricing developers out of even going. So I'm like, wait, what? So I click, I click on it and I check it out. And at first I'm like, no, that's just monopoly money. It's got one of those like weird squiggly things. <laughs> no, that's like a real currency over in, in, in Europe. And I'm like, wow, that's that's real money. <laughs> that's crazy. And then I did the I did the um uh you know conversion, conversion. to to real money US dollars. <laughs> First thing I would like to have... apologize for Eric's <laughs> all other foreign currencies. We have we we know about this whole VAT system that that happens, yes. especially over in yes. EU. There's a twenty percent VAT on the conference tickets, dude. It is no joke how expensive these tickets are. Like. They are really banking on the idea that companies are going to send people to this conference. Right, but did you because not, did you not remember last week's conversation about how weird the European market for Laravel was compared to the US market? Well, that was my response. Like when they said it, I'm like, well, you know, the EU is like you can look at the Discord. This is exactly what I said. It's like, you know, twice about why would I twice do? as many people as the US? Because I I've always went in, in Amsterdam. Yeah, it, I keep it, telling the current wife Texas. I want to go to Amsterdam. The current wife is not interested in going to Amsterdam on any level, but that's weird. Like everything in everything PHP happens in and around Amsterdam. Yeah. So I said, I'm like, this is it. Maybe I can, maybe I can wing this. I don't know. I would, I would, I would do no. this. Spend spend a couple of weeks over there, and you know, I'll be fine. Yeah. No. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not even going to hint that I'm doing it. So freaking expensive. So the what I was speculating about was that all of the European developers are in a space the size of Texas, whereas all of the Laravel developers in the U.S. are in a space the size of the Soviet Union. So, like, yeah, they can up. They can definitely upcharge, and I guarantee you that. Taylor has looked into how much money should he charge for the venue he's providing and for the space he has. Well, this I don't think I don't think this is Taylor. I don't think I Taylor. Don't, I don't think originally it was, but I think it is now because. Oh, you, you think? If you, well, if you if if I were Taylor and I saw a chart that said that sixty percent of your developers were in the space of uh, Dallas, Texas, then yeah, I would be like, yeah, that's mine now. I bought it and, and I own it. <laughs> I mean, you guys did that. I mean, it makes, you that, that, that for a couple makes that hadn't happened for three years. That makes sense. I, I will say that, that it totally makes sense. It's like I, I can totally see Taylor up in his family and moving to the EU because why not focus there, right? For sure. I mean, it, and given the results of the Laravel survey, it doesn't. It's not confusing. But would Plus, you pay? Would you pay? Where are you? Would you put a Lamborghini? In would America? you? Would you even go to your boss and say, hey? Can I have a thousand dollars to buy a conference ticket? Oh yeah, you're gonna fly me and put me up too, but I just need the thousand dollars for the for the what is it two day event? Like the two day single track event? I sue. You know what? I'm talking on my ass. I don't even know. Just did that six months ago. Huh? What for? What? Well, how much was tech with flight, hotel, and 
ticket. Well, with no, we're talking about listen. just conference. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and it's a three day event, three tracks, a little bit different. Oh, is it three tracks now? Okay. No, oh, no, no, ours is three tracks. Uh, ours, ours is three hours. tracks. Yeah. yeah. No, I just so that, that that's what I was just checking. It's like you know, historically, Laracons have been single track. So this is this is February fifth and sixth, two days. As far as I know, this is like a single track conference. Still, I, so, I'm not seeing anything saying it's not. Not, I'm I am not tooting my own horn here. I'm saying, as a developer who's been employed in PHP for 20 years and who's been in Laravel for 10 years, if I were unemployed or looking for employment. I would go to a Laracon event. I wouldn't attend a single thing. And I would meet with every sponsor and hiring agent who was at the event at the time. I would say that that isn't a great idea, but I know for a fact, I know for a fact, somebody who went to tech and met somebody at tech and had a conversation ended up going to work for that person from tech. Not, not just, not just like randomly, like, PHP uh, JetBrains has people at tech. Uh, uh, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Pause. Pause for one second, Tom. I'm sorry. I'm just coming to a realization here, and it's really bothering me. So I, I shared with you that the tickets are just south of a grand in real U.S. money. Not real EU money because EU has a higher minimum wage, and you don't. I'm seeing. I'm seeing on the website. Interested in speaking? Submit your talk idea. They don't even have their speaker lineup yet. Right. This is blind early bird. Well, if they, if, if they have that, they I hadn't have. heard of blind early bird until you guys started doing it. So, well, Tech we has made been it doing up that for years. No, we made <laughs> that up. Totally, we totally wasn't until way up. I was like, "What's this bird thing?" No, but I like for a lot of people who are the in early bird gets the worm. If you're in a dense population and you consider yourself a a good or great programmer or you have a lot of contributions to open source and you have a portfolio with you and you go to these conferences, you meet people and get jobs. And I'm not saying that just... You, no, you don't have to be a great developer. You don't have to have a portfolio. You can be... You go, shit. you meet people. That's where I was getting. You don't have to be... It's not even that you're shit. I, my first tech, I... I never thought I was anybody like I thought I was lucky to be where I'm at. I'm not going anywhere. I, I yeah. wouldn't look for another yeah. job because I was scared that I didn't have, you knew your skill set. I didn't know why. <laughs> 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 no, it's more that you, you so, start to realize as you're talking to people like, no, I know what I'm doing. I have some skill, whether it's good or bad. I have some sort of skill there, but, I, I, but I'm just, so we have Oscar to blame for this. Notion that you think you're no, a real no, developer. No. God damn it, Oscar. <laughs> no, pre-Oscar. You, you, know, you know who we have to blame. Because the first meetup I went to, I got offered a job that was a raise of thirty or $40,000. like when I was, I had been in the industry for 10 years or it's eight years or whatever. I went to the first SDPHP meetup. I talked glibly and 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 i acted superior and i made me feel like met, crap at my i think i was giving the talk that was that the night. second one that was the second one uh and and i and i wait a minute somebody. i'm calling bullshit you didn't come to sdphp and walk in there and give a talk you did not do no, that no no I no he's not saying give a talk oh okay okay i okay. raised my hand somebody said is there any questions and i 
Lots of questions. <laughs> and somebody in the audience took notice that I knew what I was talking about, had questions that were relevant to the conversation, and gave me an opportunity that launched the rest of my career, put me into the meetup scene for the next five years that I was involved with it. And that it's this is not just I'm not just talking about conferences, I'm talking about meetups, I'm talking about Discord channels, uh your work groups, the things you have locally, the things you have as someone on the internet, if you engage in them, they pay out tenfold. And so like yeah, the ticket's expensive to Laracon EU, but if you're someone who's looking to engage in that exact that particular environment I don't know, dude. You you just said you you did it for free by going to to user group meetups, and there's a ton of them. And but I continue to do a lot area. of that. I continue Big one to do a lot with of like that for free. Major. You didn't even go to your first conference until like years later. We're gonna bring my mental health into it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just say you know. It, a, a grand is a lot of money, especially if you don't have a job. Yeah, like, but it's pers- a lot of money. It's money? a lot of money if you don't have health insurance to pay, or if you have a higher standard of living. I mean, like, yeah, yes, it's a lot of money, but that's appealing to a very specific audience that we're not part so, of. So you're justifying. You're saying. You're saying you think that's a reasonable ask. It's. I'm it's saying not, any reasonable not, ask is what the market will bear. Yeah. So if if they're selling out year after year, then you raise That's the price. True. You raise That's the price true. until you're not selling out. That's valid. That's valid. I'll give you that. Yeah, they, they definitely don't seem to have a problem selling tickets. My only concern is that they're going to start... Maybe this is part of the, the, the agenda. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not throwing out conspiracy theories there, but I was going to say, they're going to be missing out on a chunk of what makes the Laravel ecosystem laravel ecosystem and like i said when i went to uh nashville it was well over half the people there when taylor asked who here is this your first, your first time here, okay. it was well over half i don't think those people are going to pay a thousand dollars but maybe that's the thing right maybe they they are trying to get more business focus maybe they are looking for that level of person I mean, who's going to go it's it's community. Community community defines what we do as developers and educators because we're not – I mean to be totally transparent, the three of us are not just developers. We're developers, educators, and we're involved in the community in like a more than standard level. And there's going to be a lot of first-timers for any conference because you get to a point where you feel like you've heard everything – or Taylor hasn't uh, hasn't suggested that there's some huge reveal at the next at the next one, but you know you put it in your calendar and make put it on your wish list. Maybe it'll come to you. Maybe it won't. Maybe something else comes up that's different. But I mean, these are all these are all community events, which are things that we try to. That's what gets me. Like I've gone to I've gone to conferences when I worked at the Enterprise. Like IBM's conference, I think that thing was like thirteen hundred dollars, fourteen hundred dollars. I went to Google uh, quite a few years. That was probably around a grand. This was this was ten twenty years ago, where I'm like, wow, I'm not going to be able to go to this conference. And you turn in your your form, they sign off on it, and you go. 
Sure, but how many how many conferences have you been to where the keynote was here's how we educate people in our community once we well, fly home? That's where I was getting at, right? Like those price points for enterprise sort of conferences, your IBMs, your Cisco's, your that probably makes sense. I don't see Lair like in my head, Laravel's still that community conference. Maybe that's my bad. Maybe I'm holding on to Laravel. Local meetups everywhere. And the people who run these local meetups are the ones that go to the conference. Thank you. Right? I mean, it's a a conference for educators. No, not the Laravel ones. I wouldn't say that. I would say tech is. The Laravel ones aren't, I don't think, are that. It's it's to see what's new in Laravel. yeah, Laravel is a showcase. It's not necessarily yeah, exactly. Teach- that's that's a good way, and that's not it, bad. I mean, it's not bad, but yeah, where, where tech is tech is more about continuing education, in my right. opinion. Like, I want to be a better developer. What am I missing? What can I learn about? And the Have whole you been watching zines kind of like that, right? Yeah. Have you been watching any of the the chatter in Discord while you're? Do I, looks do like I ever do I ever watch look, the Discord? It, it looks like we now have to come up with PHP tech themed dice for an RPG playing Dungeons and Dragons at tech. Did you guys play D and D this year? No. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know. If, uh, anyone you got a game to? Are you a D and D person? I, I, I played in high school once or twice until my best friend at the time got in big trouble and I wasn't allowed to hang out with him anymore. Oh, I remember the story. Yeah. My so, uh, my kids my kids are into it a little bit. I know they want to they want to come to tech and run a and D game. I don't think they play real D and D. I think they just make up their own rules. It doesn't seem real to me. Start, start <laughs> it's there. all made up. We talking about yeah. well, this so is made cool. up. Made up. It's really <laughs> weird stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. No, my we went to the park a couple of weeks ago or more now, and we played a little family soccer, a little uh, parents against kids, and. That was fun mm-hmm. because we we kicked their butts at soccer, and they got mad. Wait to get um, yeah, that's that's something to really boast about. <laughs> no, wait, wait till yeah. they wait till they can run circles around you because, buddy, it's coming. Oh, I know, <laughs> it's getting close already. It's crazy. Anyway, we had dinner prior to playing soccer, just sitting there at the park, and there was a group of teenagers, like high school kids, probably. 15 of them sitting around a table playing Dungeons and Dragons. And my, my kid is, was like, I saw him constantly staring at them, like trying yeah. to eat, but was so focused. I'm like, it was let fun me, when me, I, um, when I tried playing. So let me kind of want to get uh, him into it. Our, um, uh, uh, your mic is gone. There. Really bad because of the sound. Can't hear you. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I mean, it's nice having the the, the trickling uh, river or whatever sounds. But... Oh, thank God I peed before he played that. <laughs> the brook. Can you hear me now? Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. so weird. I hear I'm hearing you guys perfectly fine, and the volume's all the way down. So wait, if I hit play again, you, you guys you guys can't hear me now. No, I can hear you now. It it's oh. like it's hit or miss. That's weird. It was just all miss at the beginning. I, I don't know why that happens either. It's so so bizarre because it's like it's not like I'm streaming it from my computer. This is all out on restream. Anyways, thanks a ton uh, to our supporters on Patreon. 
Uh, many of them are family members and employees, and we appreciate <laughs> We appreciate yes. it and are confused by it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, why am I spending money on myself? Damn it, I'm not that good. Is it tax? But I wanted to say, huh? Is that tax deductible? If Frank, if absolutely Frank... not. Okay. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, they, they'll charge you more more tax if they find out you're contributing to the show. Well, well, we do appreciate everybody. I'm going, uh, to... and, and, and we appreciate that you do it in real money and not that funny, weird thing. Yeah, I say, I'm going to I'm the, going to let cut you this year with this money. But uh, I, I don't know, I, John. I feel like I must have shared this story with you, Tom. I don't think I shared it with you. But we when my my kids uh, played water polo uh, through high school, let sure. me first say. Water polo was never a sport I was ever interested in. It always appealed. It, like, I saw that. I'm like, yeah, no, that's a sport you can really actually die in. Like, it's crazy watching these kids play. And it's the opposite but, of hockey, where, like, in the stands, it makes sense. But on TV, it doesn't make sense. Whereas water polo, it's like, if you don't have an underwater camera, you just, it's just a pool full of piranhas. <laughs> well, <laughs> It's also like there's like a real chance, the real possibility of drowning. Like you pull a muscle, those kids sink fast. But that's not my point on any of this. New uh, the, kids sink fast. The, <laughs> kids sink fast. Here, somebody put that in there. Uh, at the end of the year, they have parents versus kids, and I'm like, this doesn't really interest me. I don't particularly want to do it, but I. You did not no. want to beat up your children under I, I, I saw myself as somewhat of an athlete. Like, I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll get in there. Well, and it's not fair either. It, it's very much weighted towards the parents where, like, all the parents can play, but the kids have to play with whatever the right number is. We have the, – the parents have, like, floaties and, and and all sorts of, like, weapons and stuff we can use. Um, and these kids just – just like I couldn't swim up and down the full length of the pool once without just wanting to just in just end it all. Like I'm done. I'm tired. Dude, I'm so crazy. This week, are you kidding me? It took me 45 minutes. To what? Fitted sheets. I put fitted sheets back <laughs> on my bed and took a break halfway through. <laughs> we lay down, but I don't get no damn sheets. Damn it. Well, it's, it's this it's this thin Colorado air is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I have I have no idea how these kids did it. Uh and they, it was pretty hardcore well, because they didn't just swim one day out of the year to, to play against no, they didn't. I guess I guess the girls' season and the boys' seasons are not overlapping, I don't think. So the girls like get like the cold time of year. Now it's Southern California, so it's not like it's bitter cold, but it gets cold. And these kids were on the pool deck at like five a.m., jumping into the water to practice. I played baseball during the summer, where we're such wimps. If it rains, we don't play. I wouldn't have been on that field at five a.m. for anything. Are you kidding me? Much less jumping into a cold pool. So this is this is the uh, stages of acceptance or the stages of grief where you're like you're at disbelief right now, but like give it a year or so you'll be angry about it. Oh, they're doing water polo. Kids are always doing water polo. 
My kids are out of school, man. I know. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that. Well, they're not out of school. One of them's still in school, aren't they? I mean, they're in advanced tiers of education. Yes. One. One is getting ready to audio again. Huh? I'm losing your audio again. It's doing the same. You're very. Thing. Ch- you're very. Ch- well, no, he was just very choppy, like bad internet for a minute. Yeah, but the video wasn't. Anyways, yeah, it was. It was to me. Looked like it. I'm killing. I'm killing this Rambox. I, I think it's Rambox. Stop fucking Rambox. It's Rambox, man. I'm feeling it. How would you guys like to talk about programming? Love to. That's the whole thing. It's the whole point of this podcast, and we never talk about it. So you can play this along with us while I'm doing the other stories, but uh, the the coder or serial quiz, serial killer quiz. Did you guys see this speak? No. Share share links. Share links. Share links. I am sharing links. Uh, It's got a bad URL. It's vol.w2f slash coder dash serial dash killer dash quiz. Okay, just share the damn link in Discord. What the hell is wrong with you? It's on the Trello board. You gotta move it here. I'll move it over. Done. Uh, yeah, you have to figure next. You have to figure out the right spot. Is this is this a is this a serial killer or is this a inventor of a programming language? So go ahead and play along at home while we cover our other stories. Wait, wait, wait. Let me let me get this. uh, Let me get this shared here so everybody can see what we're doing. All right, go ahead. What are we doing here? So. The the big thing in PHP comes from... Do I hit start? Are we playing this? What are we doing? We're playing it while I'm discussing the other programming topics. Okay, can you tell a coder from a cannibal? <laughs> a mathematician from a murderer? Try to spot who... I actually, I actually kind of want to see if Eric can do this. Oh, I can't. I'm, I'm horrible at tests. Oh, geez. Um, I'm going to say... There you go. Yep. Yep. Bertrand Mayer, designer of the Eiffel programming language. Oh, she she looks evil. She looks evil. The Uh house landlady. Yes. That that was one of the obvious ones. If you're you're listening to the audio podcast, yeah, I'm sorry. Just go to YouTube. (laughs) If I the audio podcast, this part should get cut out completely. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not cutting anything out, man. I stopped cutting things a long time ago. Murdered at least nine tenants. To claim their social security. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You can see this. It's it's the mouth, man. You can always tell a murderer by their mouth. Oh, <laughs> look at this one. Oh, boy. This guy, this guy looks like a Nazi. He looks that like a Nazi. I'm going, I'm going killer. It's a German hairline. There you go. No. <laughs> the sound effects had to be thrown in there, huh? Whoa. I'm glad Reese capturing that. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, are there more? How how long does this I, go I on for? I think there's ten total. It's short. Okay. Oh, three, what am I? Three for three. There's a fantastic right, twist. The in the the, the sunk in eyes. Uh, definitely looks like somebody who's looked at a computer screen for way too long. Uh, we're going programmer. Damn it! Turner of Rostov is in fact not a programmer. You, you, why don't you read, read read what he did? Murdered, murdered and mutilated more than fifty people. Mostly, I don't. Not. I'm done. Small, I'm done reading. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. And Ada's right. brother. Did it really say that? No, it, it, it said he was oh. told that children did that. All right. Again, 
a guy who looks like he has no reason to live. I'm feeling that's got that's the a, 70s, uh, that's a program. The 70s wings on the collar, big 70s collar. Oh, he's he's rocking the goatee. So so murderers don't do that. Murderers don't have distinct things on their face. I'm going programmer. There you go. Right. Poe designed the first electrical general purpose computer and created short code, the first programming language actually used on a computer. Uh, Ada Lovelace is frequently given credit for writing the first programming language. It never actually ran on a computer. Oh, look at this guy. Look at this guy. He, he, uh, wow, this is a tough one. This but is a tough one. It's very clearly like a screen cap from East Rush, like East Germany. Like Did East German programming television. Ada. Did I get pro- programming Ada? What? Yeah. Did you ever use the the programming language Ada? Ada. No, I don't think so. That, that was my main programming language in college because I, I was uh, oh, I majoring in aviation computer sciences. Supposedly that was the the language of like air traffic control or the aviation. Yeah. Environment. Now I fly kites for a hobby. I had a great flight today. Thirty-four minutes in the air. All right, what do we think, programmer or serial killer? Come on, we, I'm gonna I'm gonna p- push through these real fast. I'm serial gonna push this. Boom, serial killer. No, nope. invented scheme programming language with Guy L. Steele Jr. and invented involved in MIT's AI research. Member of the uh, amateur. He looks like an MIT guy. Definitely. No, definitely. Looks like that. Looks like ben, this one's yeah. my favorite. Ben Ramsey is, is listening to the show, and I'm kind of mad at him right now. I'm, uh, he, welcome to my he world. I just stay. I'm like the Hulk. I just stay mad at him. I'm just he, like I'm always mad. He's like I don't play chess, and right now he's kicking my ass in chess. All right. I feel like this is baiting me to go zero. Ben, that, so I'm going to go programmer. That Queen move you just made was killed entire families at point blank range with a shotgun before setting the house alight. It looks like a mugshot too. To me, mm. killing people is a ritual. Uh, that looks like a program. You never think the ladies are a program. You always think they're killers. No, that's um, Cobalt. Cobalt yeah. lady, yeah. Much uh, of Cobalt. Navy. In two weeks. It's crazy, right? In two weeks. I feel like I know this one. Who is this? Yeah, that's the HH. <laughs> no, it ain't. <laughs> Close enough. Oh! He's uh, the, the Olivia dictator uh, for life for Python. Yeah, yeah. Python. Yeah, I knew I knew he looked familiar. Right. So you say there's only ten, right? Something like that. We're about to find out. Again, this looks like this. This looks like a "Have you seen this man?" photo. I feel like I want to go Is it programmer the mustache, again. Or you mustache biased. Give it to me. I, you know my you know my rule. Serial, serial killers don't have distinct uh, facial anything. I'm going programmer. I'm sticking by my rule. I love this one so much. He is a programmer who was convicted of killing 16 young men, kept a cryptic scorecard, but never actually programmed an actual language himself. With 61 entries. He was just a programmer, not a language programmer. Whatever. What are the results here? Not bad. I mean... Yeah, it says, you know, maybe avoid working in criminology or IT recruitment, which. Uh, <laughs> All right, that was a good one. All right, that was a good one. That's a good way to wrap up the show, I think. Do we have more to talk about? I, do, I, do have, talk about? I have one more thing. Uh, oh, there's a, if it's PHP, only PHP. <laughs> there's a lot we, we have to have 
have to have a new rule at the hour mark. We can't rant anymore because people just think we're crazy. We have to have actual PHP topics. So does it mean say PHP for the hour mark? I would argue with you, but you just recorded a two and a half hour rant about (laughs) (laughs) about a rant. No, it turns out it was a six hour rant that he edited down to two hours. Well, it turns out the last guy was a programmer, but not a language programmer. (laughs) Uh, uh, Dimitri. Language inventor. Dimitri uh, Stogov has submitted to PHP a total rewrite of the JIT engine. If you're not familiar what? with JIT, if you're not familiar Already? with JIT, JIT is a just-in-time interpreter that handles pre-compiled versus incompatibly compiled PHP executions and figures out which one to run and runs either the pre-compiled or the post compiled one uh the big thing about this first off is that everyone is very thankful but Wait, is this our is this our dimitri uh dimitri stogov no no damn it i, I need i need not, to be able to take a, credit for something not a, re- a replacement so the interesting thing about you this was that ben. the objections the objections to this were that he was going to develop it as a module not part of PHP source, and he was going to have it on his GitHub account. And there was a lively round of conversation about who gets hit by what bus and what happens when a negative actor takes care of something or credentials mm-hmm. spread across multiple accounts make things more vulnerable. So oh, Dimitri I'm sorry, just came Tom, out. I'm going to interrupt you one more time. Is there a card for this? Yeah. It's he moved it over. It just hasn't posted up there yet. Okay. Thank you. So Dimitri came out and said, you know what, you guys are right. I would love to be considered the maintainer of this, but PHP is a place for everyone to contribute. And it's not my place to just like change the way that we do contributions to PHP source. So uh, this is going to be a core component, I believe, of PHP 9. Ben which is, is being developed as a separate project. So it's no longer being developed as a separate project. It's being maintained by Dimitri as his own project, but it's a component of source now. Uh, you know what? This would actually... I, I This just occurred to me. So we're on externals IO, which gives you a view of the internal threads that go back and forth between PHP internals on topics. These threads can get really long. I don't know how many, uh, let's tell you how many. Yeah. Anyways, uh, this is where AI would come in. I would love to like at the very top of this, have AI summarizing everything that's been discussed so far. So I don't have to go through and read the back and forth because you read something and then they just, they talk their way out of that. And they come up with another plan. It's like, okay, I just spent the last 10 minutes reading that first one, and you guys aren't using it. Damn it. We need AI to kind of give us summaries of the conversation 2.2, the current conversation, like where it's at and what's been discussed. We don't need Somebody that. work on that, please. Can anybody? Ben, you apparently have some free time. Let's go. Get on that. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Oscar called somebody else out on this podcast now. That's nice. That's hurtful, Oscar. Very hurtful. Uh, so, yeah, it is going to be merged into master uh, within 
couple days. Uh, and what? Dimitri doesn't plan ben. on active development for a few months, but as long as there's no major problems, the old JIT code will be pulled out and the new JIT code will be dropped in and it'll be a seamless transition. Uh, the, the big takeaway here is something called IRs, which I'm having trouble getting a definition of. Um, but the quote here, the quote here from Dimitri is it makes a base for future improvements and eliminates many low level details of the existing PHP JIT. Instead of supporting assembler code for different CPUs, now PHP generates a single IR and passes it to a PHP independent JIT engine. Intermediate representation. Okay, so this is pseudocode, like pseudo assembly. I'm just going to say. I'm reading through this, including Ben Ramsey. Uh, there's a few people on here that were at tech. This is why you want to go to tech, because you get to talk to these. These are people literally moving the language forward. And this is crazy. I mean, I wish I, I wish I was to this level. Like, I wish I could contribute to, on this level. I just, I have no way of being this um insightful this is crazy good job uh ben by the way since you're in our discord good job so from my understanding about this intermediate relay is that it allows for coding for different uh architectures independent from the project itself so there would be a an x86 version there'd be a x64 an arm and an arc arch but uh yeah it's this is good news everyone's really excited about it i have not seen benchmarks of this i don't know if it's going to be a significant improvement but i know that jit basically got abandoned from 7.1 up to the current timeline well i don't think anybody understood the code base there was the, the one guy who went on to do rust stuff was like the one that really had an understanding of the Kobe's and even he, you know, my understanding was, I don't want to say struggle, just it was, it was a lot of complexity. Sure. And I did see benchmarks out of the old JIT that basically said, if you strict enforce type hinting on everything, it still isn't great. Whereas the, the important part about the JIT compiler is type restrictions are very, very important you eliminate runtime exceptions because of them. So <clears throat> it's... So can I ask a question? And, and I'm not trying to stir up shit here. Thank you for watching. But what what do you think the, the reality of you ever using a, a JIT? I, I like the idea. Don't get me wrong. And I don't think we should stop doing it. I, I have thoughts, other thoughts about JIT, but from your perspective, what do you think? Do you think you would use a JIT engine you, in PHP? You don't. I mean, you turn it on and it just. We turned it on and saved fifty percent on in our application. Oh, I mean, on performance, it, it, it performed fifty yeah. percent faster. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like it's not it's not something you have to do or anything. It's yeah, it's I can't drop the, the mic better than that. It's it's part of. PHP, you just you enable the flags, you set a couple of things in your INI, and you're off to the races. 
I will say that strict type equals true or strict type equals one is at the top of every file, new right. file that's accepted for for where I which we should be doing up. more and more anyway. And, and and that strict typing is what does JIT justice. Strict typing is essential to just in time compiling because if the file and the variables match the strict types, then it does not re-encode or retype the whole file. It runs the one in cache. So, so John, in your situation, I, I mean, let's say let's say they make this big swap out. You guys would just what turn off the old one, upgrade to, to the new PHP, and then just turn on the new one. Like they, my my point being, like. There's no like migration path. There's nothing like you guys have to do in the code base. No, you don't have yeah. to do anything. Yeah, there's yeah. no code so, that you that we wrote for it. So right. what what the what Just, the JIT what the JIT stuff does is it takes all of the variable elements of your code, puts them out into a segment of memory, and all of the things that don't change and puts them out into a segment of memory. The PHP tokenizer runs on the code, and then the JIT algorithm analyzes the variables to see if they match the code's strict typing. And if they do, then it runs strict type against strict type against the code that was already tokenized. Right. So if so there's ben, a mismatch, is, it just doesn't. Ben is touch, touching on something that I was curious about. Basically, he says uh, JIT is you know really powerful when you start looking at long-running uh, processes. With a JIT compiler, could I potentially run PHP code with the JIT compiler on like embedded hard- hardware where I don't need the web server. I don't need PHP as a standalone process. I, I can just do the JIT yeah. compiler. No. The JIT. No. You still have to tokenize on the first iteration. So you still need the full oh, PHP executable now. And also what, what hmm. Ben, I, what I believe Ben is saying is long running processes as Roadrunner, <clears throat> where you, you run the same process flush the not, not, nece- not necessarily but that that's one version of it roadrunner isn't the only way to run long running processes well no so i'm saying roadrunner as in multiple executions of the same jit process Do, uh, so roadrunner no, works roadrunner works because instead of ending the thread when php says i'm done it flushes the variables, resets the globals, and runs the yeah. same script that was already compiled again. So it's already kind of doing what JIT says, but it still Ooh. has to tokenize to make sure that the variables pass uh, the litmus test. If you do JIT plus Roadrunner or JIT plus whatever the other one was, uh, there's two. Do you guys remember? We had an article on it. Laravel Octane supports both. So if you're running long-running processes that handle multiple requests, JIT plus these third-party services, Swole, that's the other one. Yeah. JIT oh, yeah, we Swole okay. or JIT plus Roadrunner are huge potential increases. And, and, and Ben is talking about opcode caches, which is another area of optimization. It gets very confusing. I don't do it. I'm not trying to say that I understand what's happening, but what I think is happening. 
Sounds like we need a gym talk at Tech. I'd love it. You know who you should reach out to? Dimitri. I'm guessing he's going to be at Laracata U. (laughs) 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 All right. We are running along, and this is an rant. We didn't even talk about the Microsoft data breach. I don't even know about the Microsoft data breach. There's a Microsoft data breach? Yeah, I just saw it two hours ago. Well, 38, I, guess, I guess three hours We'll, we'll finish on this. 38 terabytes of data was accidentally exposed by Microsoft. It, the AI researchers... Oh, I put, did hear about... This is where it, like, it actually pulled in like clones of desktops and things. Yeah. Good God. Like, so it sure, appears that Microsoft has an AI GitHub repository that accidentally con- like included a SAS token that right. allowed and people then, to browse a third party source. Not just browse. You could update and delete the files on that source. It, no, I didn't. It what? Was, yeah. It, it wasn't just like a, like just read only. It, it, I, I started reading through this and it was just like, I'm assuming these researchers reached out to Microsoft. They got it fixed before they published this because that would have been bad. <laughs> well, you sound like a certain Connolly I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to Wait. tell people when you see things like this. All right. That's it. I'm wrapping this up. It's been an episode, regardless of what the title says. This is actually 353. No? What is Two, it? Three, three. What? Three. It's three. It's three, five, three. Three, three. Wow, five, it's Ron three. and Trello, too. What, what are you guys doing? Oh, what it is Ron and Trello. It's wrong everywhere. Oh, it's unacceptable. It. Tom, I need you to go back and count all of our podcasts. Make sure we're actually at 353. Do you mind? Just yeah, go, one second. Give me on a sec. Give me a sec. Okay, you, you take your time. All right, that's going to be it. What, what happens but, with that missing one? Good. We wrap it up. What's taking you so long? Him. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for yeah. episode 353. I'm Eric. I'm John. I'm Tom. Keep it up. Keep it up. One, two, one, two, uh, coming off the top, y'all know how we do, listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish, I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric, yo, he's never on some average shit, you know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate, I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song, yo, shout the host name Thomas, cause he's never wrong, yo, shout to John, you know that he's smart and quiet, unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot, I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me, shouts out to PHP, the ugly, it's called ugly cause it's not professional, but I'm about to come through and bless it with style, so let's do it when I'm spitting, I perfume the room, yo, the segment of the show is called doom and gloom, that came from Thomas, yeah, can nobody go beyond this, I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise, yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish, we talking about the PHP, the programming language, about to break it down, no exaggeration, what do y'all do for a living web applications, okay, I can dig it, my words spray tight, uh, they getting together on the Thursday nights, yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude, I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube, so let's get it, you know my lyrics are major, all up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing, keep it ugly, we ending every show with the saying it's lovely, let's go.
Yeah. Come on.